Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade, Brick City Blockade podcast here in the year 2020. I'm joined by, as usual, the motherfuckers I love so much. It's Mr. Andrew Garish. Andrew, what's up, buddy? Hello there. Uh, not too much. Uh, setting up for my Disney trip next month. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, which I will... Um, get some footage of Galaxy's Edge and stuff for the Brick City website and everything like that. I love it. I love it. The more mm. content up there, the more experiences Andrew has, the better. You're going to say something, Sean? Sean Michaud on the other end there, too? I'm jealous, but <laughs> hey guys, uh, Sean here. Uh, new decade, new us, new podcast, not really new, but we got, we got a lot of changes that's coming for this podcast, so we'll keep you updated on that and and I'm happy to be back, finally. Hell. Well, oh, we're happy to be back. Yes. Yes, we are indeed. The Emperor's, Emperor's new groove here. Emperor. Emperor, there we go. It's not 2020 <laughs> without Robin fucking up a word to start this. <laughs> and thing. they call you master. They do, and they call me master. Um, no, guys, let's, let's jump off right off the bat here. Like Sean and I know, baseball season's coming up, so I had to say jumping off the bat. Oh. You and I will get into that in... A little bit down the road here. We got music and baseball to also discuss briefly. But, um, listen, Clone Wars, as I posted today on the Twitter account, boys, Clone Wars is fucking back. And I am so excited for this. You guys, you know, we've been talking about it here at the podcast for so long. When this announcement came, we were like, oh my goodness, get me a big jug of soda. Give me some popcorn. I want to kick back or whatever your favorite drink is. I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting healthier myself too. Not trying to, Andrew likes his big thing of Arnold Palmer all, once in a while here. Um, but you know, it's back. We're ready to rock and roll with Clone Wars. Guys, first episode reactions. Andrew, I'll start with you. I thought, I thought they kicked this thing off the right way. They did. The Bad Batch episodes have been talked about since it was canceled. And it was a perfect start to get us right back into the Clone Wars, introduces us to the Bad Batch, and it shows the new animation, that style that they're, it's Mm -hmm. similar, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a lot better. Yeah. The animation is so much better, it's a lot cleaner. More high and high def. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, the new models for Attic and Mace Windu, um, look fantastic. Um, I'm mostly looking forward to this week's episode. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. it's going to be the first time we see Anakin since season six. I'm wondering how cold Anakin's going to be in this upcoming episode. Mm. That's a really good point. What, what are your thoughts, Sean? Because based off of what Andrew has said, I think that's such a good point of view heading into this next episode is that we are moving closer to the events of Revenge of the Sith. We know what happened yep. between Italian yeah. clones and that, you know, even the last season yeah. of Clone Wars before this. And especially it's when Ahsoka's the hair is like one of my favorite characters and it's going to be so exciting to see yeah. her role during the, 
Revenge of Seth, uh, quotations from you guys can't see it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like Andrew said, the animation is finesse. It, 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 it's so much better, like so much cleaner than, sorry to say it, than Rebels was a couple yeah. of year, years ago. Yeah. Like, just the, just the backgrounds of the, when, when you see, when they go to, to do the missions of the clones. Yeah. Uh, it was it's just so cool to see the clones work together and see they're all, they're not all clones. I mean, they are clones, but they yeah. all have different personalities, which is cool. Like they get put more, uh, Dave Filoni put more depth in these clones, which is cool to see. Mm, that's a really good point. I think that, I think we're all in agreement that, and I like that word that you use, Sean, the finesse that this new season is already showing us that we can see that now Dave Filoni and the entire animation crew at Lucasfilm has explored it through Resistance, has explored it through Rebels, has explored it through all these other animated projects, even Forces of Destiny in that case, and they've really taken the the best of the best in terms of animation styles and have really brought them back together, but also I, kept it true to the original Clone Wars feel. I could definitely see them do uh, a move, uh, style in this animation for a movie. Yeah. Like yeah. Either I don't know. Uh, either old republic or uh, oh, the high republic. Oh, oh, high republic. We'll get into that more later. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Now, there's something I got to ask both of you. I'll start with you on this one, Andrew. Because yeah. one thing I'm curious to see, and something was missing. Something was missing, and we may get it at some point. And I've been following this guy's Twitter very closely just to see. Are we going to get, as we move through the story here, I know there's only a limited amount of episodes that we got to work with where Dave Filoni is wrapping this thing up, but are we going to get the Tom Kane intro at the at the beginning of each episode once we finally get into this thing? Of course. Why wouldn't we? That, we that, have to, right? That That's, is Clone Wars. That's and, a staple in Clone Wars that needs to stay until the end. Yes. I mean, that's the same thing uh, if you guys watched uh, Legend of Korra, same thing when they yeah. did that. Which is, which I love that type of style when, when they just like recap the episode in that fifties voice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, 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 that's one of the things too, guys, is like the minute I hear that, then I'm going to be transported into Clone Wars and remembering as, as a kid watching it once again. And I, I just can't wait for that when we finally get those Tom Kane intros. I, it, it's, it's so iconic to that. And Tom Kane, if you're listening right now to the Brick City Blockade, can we do a little teaser? Can, can we do an intro for a podcast doing oh, that? Please, Tom. Do do a little thing. Last time on Brick City Blockade. You know, like the whole thing. Like, do it, please. Um, yeah, but I mean, let, let's throw. I'm going to throw it back to you two on this one again because I have so many things bouncing around in my head on this. Um, with Clone Wars in particular. All right. Now that we've got the first episode in the bag, we haven't had a chance to talk about it ahead of time, other than our private chats, which get off the rails as usual, and. Let me ask you both this, and I'll start with you on this one, Sean. What's the one thing that you are most anticipating with Dave Filoni wrapping this up now that you get in a style of, of animation that Dave is working with and the crew is working with? And we've also gotten our introduction to how they're going to pace out these stories. What's the one thing you're, you're, you're most anticipating throughout the series? Just to see the execute of Order 66 again and that yeah. animation style. Just, I mean, just see the ones, see like the backgrounds that we haven't seen from the movie. And yeah. I, I see Dave Filoni putting everything 
his heart and soul into into the Clone Wars during the Order sixty six era or timeline. Oh, right that. in that slot, yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. What um, about Andrew? Well, going back to the Order sixty six thing, it it's gonna be through the clone's perspective. Right, right. That was right. A discussion. Which I think is gonna be even more heartbreaking because they really have no choice. Other mm-hmm. than Wolf, Rex and Gregor, they they're the only ones that removed their chip. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see that episode too. Like yeah. how the whole, that's gonna be a very emotional episode, I'm I I have a feeling. And specifically, give me a second to find Yeah. The image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because they had a list of the episode names. Right. I right. think like the last seven or eight are unnamed for a reason. Oh okay. Because they want to build that up. They want to be able to uh Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the last like Okay. I think the last episode for Clone Wars is going to be called Order 66. Wow, that would only make sense, right? Mm. That would only yeah. make sense. That's because such a good thing about the clones, too. Like, I, I, that perspective is going to be heartbreaking, too. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one that... I, and Don't get me wrong on this. You know, there are scenes in Rogue One that are really emotional, and there are really in-depth scenes with it without, throughout Star Wars. Um, that really hit our emotional uh, being itself. But I feel like having an opposing view from the perspective of the individuals who have to carry out the order is going to be on a whole other level of emotions, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I look forward every week. I am so happy that it's every week there's going to be Clone Wars again. Mar- I've, seen, yeah. I've seen people complaining that it's an episode a week, it's like, that's it's how it was. T- TV. That's, that's how it was back then when yeah. they were originally airing, mm-hmm. and it keeps people invested. It's not like you have it there to binge watch in a week or a day, no, and then don't. you forget about it, like Netflix. Don't get me wrong, I like Netflix, but Disney Plus has the better idea. Yeah. And... I don't know. People just like to complain and complain. Of course they do. Um, mm-hmm. Of course they do. That's just the thing. That's the thing. And I think you're right. The Disney Plus format has worked very well here. And that once a week uh, release format does work because you know what? You have to also remember Disney Plus really relies upon that monthly subscriber and then paying that money forward. And they have to have weekly content to be able to say, you know, within a three week to four week period within a month, you know, am I getting my money's worth on here? Because you can watch the Disney movies, you can binge watch all the other things that are on there, but unless there's a series on there, now that The Mandalorian is now in waits for a little bit here, you have to have something that allows the subscriber to say, this is worth my money every month for me to be able to go and watch something. So it's smart. It's the best business format for them right now. I mean, it's probably going to change in a few years. I mean, mean, Netflix was like that in the beginning, but now, I mean, not like it was more for binging, but now Netflix is producing like every week new new stuff. Right. Every week it was like like a, like a hundred titles a week. I don't know if that's true, but it seems like it. 
Yeah. Like, there's a lot of indie ones that they don't even advertise that I've, I, when I scroll through Netflix all the time on my TV, I'm always like, wait a second, I never saw any advertising for this series. What's this all about? Yeah. What's this docu-series all about? So you're right, Sean, there is stuff that Netflix does put out there like that. And don't be surprised if Disney doesn't do the same thing. You know, there's a lot of things on there that I was like, wait a second, this came out? There's something about this? You know? <laughs> That's also why Netflix get, uh, cancels a lot more than we, we haven't seen that in Disney Plus because it's so new. Oh, but people get in an uproar, Sean, when Netflix cancels something. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, yeah, it's, oh. Far especially away. especially with good representation. Representation. Yeah. There we go. I can't Here's speak. The word. Or when they say a show on Disney Plus has been pushed back, even though it's still going to come out at the same time, <laughs> looking at you, Kenobi. Hello there. Oh, Andrew, you and the fans. Yeah. <laughs> there's always something. There's always, and hey, actually speaking about the fans, let's move on to something that I, I think we all knew was going to happen. Of course, he announced it, that it would happen at the conclusion of this next, next physical, fiscal year because the company was going to move forward and he thought it was best. But he actually did it a little bit earlier. That's Bob Iger leaving Disney and uh, giving his CEO powers over. He, he's not leaving. Or he's... He's stepping down as CEO. He's still going to be chief. Correct. Uh, Correct. Until his contract expires. Till till next year. I'm just letting people know. Yeah. He's going to be leaving. Not not yet. Right. And I think it's interesting that that his step down, and and Andrew, I'm going to go to you on this one first, is that him stepping down as CEO, and there's a lot of talk about why this would happen. We all knew it was going to happen at some point. We all knew, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy probably knew that this was going to happen at some point, too. And everybody is talking about the possibility that Bob Iger is done leading the brand, and he wants to be more of the creative um, branding side. He wants to really focus in on, okay, how can we separate ourselves creatively from the rest of the market? We've seen that development through Disney+. Plus. This dude has done some things with, with the fandom that we will never see again. I'm going to be honest. Bob Iger has done things that we will never see again when it comes to movies, television, and especially what he's done with Star Wars and helping Kathleen and the entire crew out. So, Andrew, for you, what does this step down as CEO mean? Because we knew it was going to come. And where do you see Bob Iger moving forward? I mean, it, if he stays on at Disney... Like you said, with being more with the creative stuff, it gives him more of a chance to be hands-on with the movies that are going on and stuff like that. But also, someone else said that he could be getting ready to run for office or something like that. No, that was talk for a while. Um, But I'm not worried. Disney is still going to be in the right hands. Bob Iger is choosing someone who's going to keep up with the stuff that he was already doing. So there's really no need to panic. How long has he, has Bob Iger been CEO of Disney? Oh my goodness. We're pushing at least 10 years, if not more. Yeah. So he's been CEO for quite a long time. Like granted, yeah, there's been other CEOs. 2005. Yeah. So yeah, we're further. Um, and like 15 years. Yeah, there's been other CEOs of Disney, but Bob Iger has been the one to get all these franchises and everything into the Disney family now. Yeah. And 
he's going to have a legacy being the most successful Disney CEO, bringing in all these franchises and having them succeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no matter what you say about Star Wars, people will say what they want, Sean. You know, so mm-hmm. look at how much money, how much they bought it for and how much they've made off of it alone. It's very successful. You look at Marvel, too, bringing Kevin Feige and being able to really bring back some of the classic characters that we grew up reading in comic books and whatever else and, and really taking Marvel to the next form. And I'm going to be honest with you, some of the work that he's also done socially, you know, this guy, he's out there, and I'm, I'll say it, you know, everybody has very different political perspectives in this world. And take mine with a grain of salt, please. But this guy knows how to fight against bigotry in this world. When he's heard our president say certain things, he says, that's not how we do business here at Disney. We're diverse. We focus on diversity. We focus on inclusion. And that is how we are going to run this company. And it's great to hear a, C- a CEO talk about that because most of the situations that we see, Sean, in this world today, CEOs get themselves in trouble and are losing jobs because they've made stupid decisions. And yep. Bob Iger is like the face of an individual who worked hard to get where he did, brought the right people in, stayed out of trouble, but spoke out when his brand and when the people associated with his brand were being targeted. And I have to give full credit to him. Maybe I'm over-speaking about him, Sean, but he really has stood out amongst a lot of the CEOs in this world. Yeah. uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting to to see uh, how he's going to move forward. Yeah, where do you see him creatively? Where do you see him moving? I don't know, retirement? <laughs> right, in 15 years, yeah. yeah. Um, he's so. pushing 70. Nah. Uh, I don't even know. I think he's almost 70, but yeah. still. That's interesting, yeah, because if that's the case, he's done his fair share of work, guys, with uh, Disney. Like, alone, what he's been able to accomplish in 15 years are, is, are things that people finally accomplish in 50 years. So right. it... it it is quite amazing in that case. But for you, Sean, like in terms of, cause I know you're, you, you have a very creative mind when it comes to like the animation stuff. There's certain things mm. that really hit the mark for you. If Bob yeah. was to take his creative talents forward, where do you see his talent being used best? Like, does he work alongside Filoni and Kathleen and maybe even Kevin Feige in, in branding Marvel and Star Wars more? Like, where, where do you see that? You mean the, the new? CEO yeah. that's coming. You said Bob Iger. Uh, well, yeah, because because the new CEO will take over. But if Bob yeah. Iger move into the creative side, not as CEO. Oh, if I thought you said he was. No, um, no, if my mistake. Uh, if he was, I think he should he should have uh, of course uh, do that with Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy and and may, maybe even uh, get more creative people uh, to work on more stuff. I mean, I think this. I think change is going to be good when we have a the new CEO. Um, we can't do anything about it. Right. I right. mean, we can make we make, we can make petitions. I don't think that will work at all. But I don't think we really need to. But I I think change could be good. And I know Bob Iger. He's 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 really was on for the verge of doing the remakes of Disney's Disney remakes. And I hopefully we'll get less Disney remakes and more new original content. 
That's a good point. Yeah, I think going forward, because they did it with the Lady and the Tramp remake, I think going forward, all the Disney like remakes are going to be Disney Plus exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah. I could see that. I could totally see that. And the, I think the other important fact here, too, is like... <laughs> I'll say this, like, you look at streaming services like Amazon Prime, you know, obviously Jeff Bezos is the head of, of Amazon, but he's got people within the executive, uh, uh, force there at, 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 um, Amazon who are running that streaming service on its own. You have Netflix, which has its own CEO, um, and even like Sling TV and all these other, like, you know, Hulu has its own CEO. I, I mean, Bob Iger could possibly, Say, you know what? I'm going to have my, uh, you know, associate, whoever takes over as CEO, follow up with the parks and all of the filming and the branding and whatever else. And I'm just going to run Disney Plus as a creative. I'm going to be the C, I'm going to be the, the head of Disney Plus. That, I feel like that could be a possibility too, because that was his baby. That was the last thing he really wanted to do. Well, maybe he just does, maybe he's just done with Disney. He could be. Right, and and that's where we, Andrew, you mentioned it, the whole political run, you know, that's been something he's always wanted to do. Um, I feel like he's very politically motivated and, you know, taking that role. I mean, we see billionaires right now, Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg, who are running for office right now. But, you know, there's something different about a Bob Iger that would come in because he's ran, sorry to say it, I, I feel like Disney compared to Tom Steyer's businesses and uh uh, so Michael Bloomberg's are a little bit, uh, it's a little bit higher up there, you know? Well, he, he is a celebrity, too. I sure. mean, and, uh, you know. And not to compare to someone who's in, in the, as the president right now. He, oh, but it, Trump. Good point. That's a very good point. So, um, I like that point, Sean, because it's something we're going to have to watch very closely. Andrew, any, any final thoughts on Bob Iger for you? Because I know um, we going to Disney here, too, so. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> well, thank you, Bob Iger, for making Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, um, yeah right. Um, his influence in Disney is going to be carried on for a long time. It might not be the same mindset, but the one who succeeds him will follow in his footsteps and keep everything the way Bob Iger wanted it to be when he leaves. Um, going back to Clone Wars real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, the last six episodes are unnamed. Last six episodes. The last six. Wow. How many? How many of those? ten, or is there twelve? There's twelve. So that's a whole half a season that we don't even know the names of the episodes. Yeah, but there's one episode named that Howie Mandel has to be a guest appearance. It's called Deal or No Deal. Oh, he's just got to <laughs> What intro we're using on that recap episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to shave their head and put the glasses on. Well, you're already somewhat balding, Robin, so. Yeah, I'm probably the closest to balding. There's <laughs> every once in a while. I blame the whiskey for that one. I blame the whiskey. Well, whose fault is that? That's my own fault. That's, on my, that's my own damn fault. Exactly. But, so you uh, have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> Per usual, per usual. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Bob Iger, you know, stepping, stepping down, kind of moving away from the CEO role, um, into something else new. 
Um, you know, he's done so much good for Disney and we, we want to send our thanks to him. Um, you know, without his branding skills and without everything else with the Star Wars podcasting community, and I think podcasts in general that surround themselves, whether it's Marvel-focused, Star Wars, um, no, no matter what it is, you know, he was able to elevate that on a totally different different level. level. So so thank you so much, Bob, for that. It means so much to us. And uh, listen, getting into uh, a more serious topic here before we head into our um, over-under segment here on the podcast, long overdue to you, the fans, um, Andrew has a really important topic and, you know, he and I have talked about this before. Um, you know, again, it, we're at a time where, um, social media can really, really expand upon certain situations that happen, not just in, in celebrity world, but like in our own private lives too. And it can affect everybody on all formats, no matter where you are in this world. Mm-hmm. So Andrew, I, I want you to introduce this topic because I, I think it's a really important one and I'm so glad we're having it here on the newly formatted Brick City Blockade, because I think a lot of fans and people who listen to us can, can can sit back, listen to this, and say, you know what, this is a discussion that has to be had. So, over the past couple of weeks, or months or so, um, it... Sorry, it, I was going to say, this is going to be like a year, or two years, actually. Well, but, so, there, well just, go, just go on, sorry. It had been like whispered that there was more to the story than what was actually told like almost five years ago. Sure, but on the base um, level. On the base yeah, level. On the base level, it's been a few months since everything has come to light. And mm-hmm. it's the Johnny Depp abuse situation where it was it was revealed that Johnny Depp was the one who was abused. Yeah. And I saw the pictures of Johnny. His face was almost turning yellow to how many bruises he had on his face for being punched in the face so much. He lost half of his fucking finger. Um, He almost died. Um, And the fact that Johnny Depp had to be called a abuser for five fucking years for something he didn't do because everyone was all caught up in the Me Too movement. And don't get me wrong. All the power to you if you come out with whatever happened to you in your past or whatever happened to you. But to use the Me Too movement to further your agenda when nobody, when said person, you did this to somebody and you just take it and say, oh, this person did this to me. So, yeah. Like, yeah, there could have been a time Johnny Depp defended himself. But if you listen to the audio tapes, Johnny Depp specifically says, whenever there's an argument, it gets physical, so I walk away. Interesting, yeah. I heard that. I I mean, you had me listen to the audio segment. I'm glad glad you introed that, Andrew, because I'll get Sean's perspective in a minute here because I think... Uh, us all having this discussion is very important and uh, you know you bring up the me too movement you know i i've been the biggest advocate of the me too movement probably um across my personal facebook page and uh across my twitter page alone like even even through brick city blockade i've i've even posted some things because i feel like it's a movement where i know people who have been a part of it um who associate themselves with it and and have been through a lot of very traumatic situations and, and I, I'm not degrading it at, at all by saying 
you know, it's a universal subject. It's not just woman to man, man to woman. This is a self-respect thing. This is individuals really having self-control over themselves and not hurting each other. Um, and it's a societal issue that I think has followed um, worldwide for quite a long time. And I think that um, sometimes in situations like that, um, not only do people overreact, but people underact. They, they don't do something about it at first. And I know that there are a lot of social situations where, and I've heard many people who, who have been in situations like that where they've been abused and whatever else. And I'm sorry if this is a very tough topic. Please, if it is for you, please just turn off this podcast. Give us another 10 minutes. Come back to it if this is a tough we'll, topic. We'll put a, we'll put a viewer discussion of eyes in the beginning. Yes, absolutely, Sean. Great idea. Um, and I, I've heard stories from people. It really, truly is one of those situations where it affects everyone. It's not just women. It's not just men. This is go- this goes both ways. And I think what you were saying, Andrew, basically was if you criticize one, don't criticize don't criticize the other. You know, it's one of those situations where you have to look at the entire spectrum itself. It's not necessarily Me Too movement. It's not necessarily even. Um, uh, the individual situations. This is a societal thing. And I think as a fandom, I think as a group of individuals, you know, we're lucky enough to live here in the United States where we have a say in a lot of things. That some people don't have that in this world. And, and, and we're trying our best always to get that message out there that, yes, you do. You are empowered to do so um, just by human law, just by human rights. And I think... On the base level, before I throw it over to you, Sean, this really is a situation where you kind of sit back and you say, wow, this was going on. You know, Johnny said what he did. I personally have no respect for Amber in this situation. Finding, and for me, it's where is the evidence? Where is everything lining up? And when evidence starts presenting itself, it's like what we dealt with in Washington uh, just quickly. You know, when there's evidence there, there's no possible way you can dispute it. Was it disputed? Yes. Did they win in in that case? Yes. I don't want to see that happen when it comes to human rights, social justice, all these topics that mean so much to human humankind itself. I don't want to see that happen. And I and I'm and I get worried when I see situations like this that we're losing fact that this is again a societal issue that we all need to work through as a fandom, as citizens of the United States, and as people of this world. I, it, it bothers me. It really does. And I th- I'm, I'm so glad this is a topic right now. What do you, what do you think, Sean? That's my rambling on that. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think when it comes to this? Because it can be a touchy subject. Yeah. In so many ways. But you got to look at it in a big spectrum. you got to look at it in the big spectrum. Uh, and it's hard for me to talk about this stuff because I'm not – I don't know much about this stuff. I know some people have – gone through some stuff like you, Robin, uh, like you, you knew people too, and Andrew, and, and it's, it's very hard, a hard topic for everyone, I mean, it's, for, um, it's emotionally and devastating for Johnny Depp, of course, and like, like you said, uh, I have no respect for Amber, especially with, she still has a role playing in the new Aquaman that's uh. coming out again. Which is, which is stu- so stupid, um, and that's di- uh, not Disney. Uh, that's uh, Universal. Universal. 
Yeah, Warner Brothers, thank you. Uh, it's their, their, uh, their fault, and and I think social media plays a big role in this too. Like, like, uh, you can you you have to get the facts before you know everything. Like yeah. from each each side, and on social, just not even social media, but uh, people can lie so easily and. And when even when you're when you're someone famous as Johnny Depp or or Amber Heard, it's like oh because they they're gonna have following, so whoever you're a fan of, they're gonna support them no matter what, which is which is disgusting. Yeah, it becomes uh, a followers war then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing, kind of. Not gonna drop the name. A uh, Hitler, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he had followers. You know. Yeah. On a larger scale, yes, but... Um, yeah, a larger scale, but I'm trying to make a comparison. Bad comparison, <laughs> but still, a uh, still one. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The, the thing that made me happy for Johnny was the last audio tape that came out when Amber was trying to convince Johnny to not go to court that the fact that they wouldn't listen to him or anything like that, at the very end of it, when Amber accused Johnny of releasing something and Johnny just blew up, he was like, you honestly fucking think I put that out, false information about you, when I've clearly told you I love you. He's like, you know what? I'll see you in court. And then Amber Amber kept going on and then he's like, hold on. He puts the phone down and he walks away. Yeah. Which is the one thing Amber always hated. Because apparently, according to according to her, she claims that he didn't care enough to fight back or something like that and just kept walking away. It's like, that makes no, absolutely no sense. If there's a fight and you two are blowing up, it's better to walk away and leave it alone before it gets physical. And that goes for anyone out there. If you have any arguments, anything like that, it's better to walk away before the argument escalates to something that it shouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, final word on this while we move off this topic. And for those just joining us back in, we just had a very sensitive talk about um, the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. I thank Andrew for, for really spearheading um, the idea of this subject because it is something that, that we need to talk about when these things happen in our society. Um, and this is the new format that we're really taking on is we're going to tackle these things heads on, not just with Star Wars, Marvel, DC, sports, WWE, whatever it is. We're going to talk about the things mm-hmm. hit hard with us. And, uh, you know, I, I thank you, Andrew, for doing that because, you know, my final thought on this is and it's very simple, very, very simple. Just be good to each other. That's mm-hmm. all that this world wants is for all of us to sit back, live our lives, love each other, spend time with each other and simply learn to get along. If something is not right, then it's not meant to be. Exactly. If you feel, if you feel something is wrong, it's simply not meant to be and get ask for help. You have friends in this world. Whoever's listening, you have friends in this world, our fans, our fandom, Star Wars, fandom everywhere. 
You have friends and family in this world, people who look out for you. Go to them and ask for help. Find people like you who want to help you out and are there to support you throughout it. That it, It's as simple as that. And I think Johnny Depp finally found that and mm-hmm. throughout everything. And I applaud him for that. And it's something that we're definitely going to keep an eye on as we move forward, um, just in terms of uh, situations that we see socially in our world. I also want to say this, because regardless, I'm going to Disney anyway. (laughs) Disney, give Johnny back the role of Jack Sparrow, because you dumped him as soon as the information came out that he possibly abused Amber Heard. He deserves the role back, especially yeah, with evidence. Yeah, especially true. with Amber Heard not losing her role as Mira. It's true. Hey, at least, at least Amber's not part of Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we can kind of look at it in that way. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, no matter how you feel about this subject, listen. In 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 all ways, if this was too sensitive of, of a subject for you, if you were listening in on it. Um, you know that's 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 something that we're going to talk about con- going forward, just as a as a public service announcement to all of our listeners. And you know, it, it's something that I think does have to happen. So thank mm-hmm. you guys for participating in that. It's super super important that we do that going forward. But now let's move into uh, the conclusion here um, of of this wrap up area. Um, it's a little thing Sean and I had started many many years ago. Um, on the Brick City Blockade podcast, and we love to do it on every episode when it makes sense. It's a little thing we call over, over on the here at Brick City Blockade. So, Andrew, you had an interest. But one. before we get to oh, that, okay, fine. What is it? I want to get your guys' thoughts on the High Republic in general, especially well, with the trailer that came out. With that. Oh, I'm just into that. All right, fine. We'll get some High Republic thoughts before we get into it. That's what I wanted to do first. All right. So let's start off, let's start off with Sean then. Sean, you lead this off. What are your thoughts on, on the High Republic, everything that was announced with Project Luminous? And, uh, you know, we're moving into not necessarily the old Republic, but something very different, um, something new looking that's going to envelop the Star Wars universe. Um I mean, what are your thoughts on what you saw so far? Well, I always like something new, especially in this, in Star Wars uh, sense, a new, a new, like a brand new th- thing, which is which is going to be cool to to read about. Um, I'm excited. I I don't know much about it yet. I, I only look uh, watched the uh, looked at it on um, YouTube, whatever it was the yeah. conference. Um, I'm interested to see how it is. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I can't get much of my opinion yet. So, it's a good perspective on it, Andrew. What do you think? Well, it's a time that hasn't really been told yet, so it's completely fresh. And yeah, there'll still be those that complain about something, of but it's something new. Nobody knows exactly what the stories are going to be, but they're. They're all going to connect. There's going to be stories for young adults, teens, and even adults. And the thing that caught my eye 
is the way they describe the Jedi as, like, Jedi Knights of the Round Table. That sounds so cool to me. Um, and they already have images of, like, the new kind of style lightsabers they're thinking of doing. And it's like, it's like a sword handle, but then the lightsaber blade comes out. That's a really cool look to them. Oh man, I can already tell Andrew's lining his pockets getting ready for those <laughs> Well, it's it's not even that. It's just it's always <laughs> cool to see like an old style lightsaber. Like the cross guard is an old republic style, but we didn't see the high republic yet of what their style lightsabers were. Yeah, it's true. We didn't see the backpacks with the power units and them powering the lightsabers. We're going, you know, just even, we're going, that was really, that, that's that's going far, far back. Yeah, um, that's like 10,000 years let's before. Let's do that. Let's get Ghostbuster-style uh, uh, lightsaber packs going, you know? let's. I'm surprised nobody's done that as cosplay at a convention. That'd be quite cool. It would be if, interesting. You know, if we, if we finally saw that. Yeah, I mean, I think the High Republic stuff is, is nice. I'm glad that we're not going too far back in time. We're still leaving... Um, you know, many, many years before the time of the High Republic uh, open for, for, uh, story building and whatever else. And, um, now that we're also at the conclusion with, um, you know, the, the Skywalker saga, we also have time after, um, the last film, uh, that week, the rise of Skywalker, um, that we can play with as well. So we're in a very interesting time period right now. Again, like when we, the sequel trilogy was announced, where they're playing with different time periods and they're seeing which ones are going to stick and which ones aren't. I think the High Republic is definitely going to stick. I think we're definitely going to see a lot more development in terms of characters that we can really gravitate towards. Um, and it, I'm really excited to see how they're going to play in this time area because we have authors like Claudia Gray and Daniel, Daniel Jose Older that's going to be playing in this. Um, you know, the people that we've grown to really enjoy in the books and in the comics that are really going to Charles Sewell. Um, all these, all these wonderful, wonderful story writers that are just going to come in and take on a period of time that we have yet to explore. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really fun reading the stories and seeing where the Star Wars universe goes, because like I mentioned before we started recording, these are going to lead into a film, whether it's going to be a trilogy or what. It's going to be a film based in the High Republic. Yeah. And mm -hmm. those saying that Jedi weren't going to be a part of the new Star Wars, they're completely stupid. But <laughs> Just tell them straight up, you're all stupid. <laughs> um, well, Jedi and Star Wars go hand in hand. It's of like, course they do. It's like it makes no sense for them to not have Jedi. Um, well, that I was one of those idiots, if you were wondering, because I thought they were going to explore the Force a little bit more, but they are going to probably yeah. use the Force, but with Jedi. Uh, Sean, I heard you. I heard that's you. Not how the, that's not how the Force works. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, well, if they really want to get into it, then it's just going to be a movie about the Bendu. Yeah. Yeah, you could actually really get into that, especially in the High Republic area. Or the Mortis guy. What does the do ex exist for? Like, like yeah. thousands of years, right? I, at least that. At least. 
So, I mean, the Bendu showing up in the High Republic in his form that we see in Rebels would be sweet. That would be really cool. Um, you know, Jedi younglings are, have to go to the Bendu for their knowledge. Like, that's cool. Yeah, that that would be cool. Um, I want to over-under something okay. to discuss. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, the first thing, when there's a new film, are they going to have the opening Star Wars crawl? Or are they going to do a new kind of thing, kind of similar to Clone Wars? Oh, so over under what per, what percentage that they'll use the that they'll use a new crawl? What would, would yeah. the percentage you'd set it at? Uh, ten being the highest, one obviously being the lowest. <laughs> okay, so so we'll do we'll do a scale system on this one. Okay, I like yeah. that. Oh, okay. Gale system. New look at over-under. I like it. This is the Andrew over-under style. Um, Sean, I'll have you start. What are, what are you thinking? One to ten. One to ten. We're not setting it at... What are we send, setting at? Like five, six, seven? Or yeah. are, we just, are we just scaling? Are we just... just, let's just, just scaling. <laughs> let's, just, let's just Daenerys this thing with a dragon and scale it. Let's do it. <laughs> Daenerys this thing. Um, <laughs> new chart. Um... I'll probably say four. Okay. For, for, uh, using the same, wait, what was the question? For new crawl or same crawl? He said so many fours, he got confused. For the same crawl, um, or, well, the first tier can be for the same crawl, and then the other one can be for, like, something new. Gotcha. Uh, for the same crawl, probably a four. And okay. for something new, I would love. I would love to see something new, just because I feel like the the uh, crawl was for the, the original mm-hmm. nine for, for the original uh, nine Star Wars films. Uh, we didn't we didn't see in Rogue One. Uh, we didn't see in the Han Solo movie. But, yeah, so, that's true. Uh, I could I could see. We don't okay. see in the Mandalorian, so true. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think uh, the. Getting a new step forward for doing, uh, getting out of the comfort zone and not using a crawl. Yeah, I, for the same kind of crawl for the Skywalker story, I'll go at five, just kind of in the middle. But for something new, I'm gonna say an eight. I think they're gonna go the Clone Wars route where it's a really quick intro, Mm -hmm. but still kind of has the Star Wars theme to it and then gives some like, text or or something like that kind of like solo and clone wars um giving some background to what's been going on yeah interesting um for the old crawl style um i'm gonna give it a one (laughs) and uh for the new crawl style i'm gonna give it a 10 Uh, i i think it's almost a, a guarantee that it's going to go that way because of like what, what you guys have all said there. You've made my case for me. Um, it, it just makes sense for them to do something new for this. Don't be surprised if they don't really go back and look at the Knights of the Old Republic gaming stuff. Don't mm-hmm. be surprised if they look back at and go to some of the authors um, who have had some experience with storytelling and maybe trying to jump a start uh, jump start a story a different way. Um, if they don't go to them and say, hey, what would you like to see in a crawl for this? You know, if it's Ryan Johnson heading it, you know he's going to have something completely different, something artistic that we've yeah. seen before um, when it comes to an opening crawl. Or 
here's another thing. Do we even see a crawl at all? Or do we just go right into this thing? Do we get a black screen and then we go right into the action? Like some of the fan films do. You know? Who knows? Who knows what their plan is? Um, but we'll have to wait and see with that. And you had another over-under too, right, uh, Andrew? I did. <laughs> Seeing the High Republic is 200 years before the Skywalker story. Right. There is a character in said Skywalker story that is at least 900 years old. Hmm. I wonder who that would be. That's Yoda? That was more Kermit the Frog than... I know. Listen, I haven't done my Yoda impression in so long. The kids at school hate it now, so... I I I mean, I hated that impression that I just got. That wasn't even Yoda. All right, let Sean kick it off, then. (laughs) You just sounded so depressed. (laughs) (laughs) All back, you all grind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let Sean kick this one off, because it's a good one. Um... What was the game? Because I couldn't, I couldn't understand what <laughs> Robin was saying. <laughs> it was your stupid impression. <laughs> it's it's going to be a new t-shirt. Robin's stupid impression. <laughs> um, what, what are the odds that Yoda will show up in the High Republic with it being set 200 years before the Skywalker story? Do we want to do scale on this, or do we want to set a percentage? That's... How about a pie chart? No, I'm kidding. How <laughs> about a pie chart? Oh, God. I feel like percentage would be better. Yeah, what do you, so let's do what, 45%. Let's do over under 45%. Uh, 60% over for Yoda showing up. Ooh. Nice. Or, 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 or not... Not Yoda, maybe Yoda species. Oh, that's a different top. That's a totally different thing. Hmm. That's possible too. Mm. Because we're getting introduced to Baby Yoda and all that, and we still don't know the name of the species. We will probably know in the Mandalorian soon. Yes. Or they'll deliberately not tell us. Nope. <laughs> it would be just. It would be forever. Be Baby Yoda for now on. Or the, the species. Child. With a child. What do you think, Andrew? What are you thinking? I think 90% that Yoda shows up. 90%? Oh, phew, she scared me for a second. Yeah, 9%. 9. <laughs> Point, 0.9%. <laughs> it, it just makes sense for Yoda not even have him as a main role, but have him show up. He doesn't even have to be a Jedi Master at this point. He could... Because we don't know how his species aged, so where he's at 200 years ago could be like in his 20s or something like that. Um, College years. Yeah. (laughs) So we could see Yoda with maybe a full head of hair or him talking normal, because him deliberately talking the way he does is to get the Jedi to actually think about what they're going to say to him. Uh, Right. So... It would be interesting to see, like, a Jedi Knight Yoda or something like that. All I can think about, oh my goodness, I am smiling over here on this other side because I agree. 
I think that the I, I would actually set mine probably at like eighty percent that we'll see Yoda um, in some form in the High Republic film or within the stories that they're going to be telling within it. Um, I think it's a really good chance that we're going to see it. But <laughs> the entire time you guys are talking about it, all I could think about was uh, the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episode when they <laughs> go to make out reef. And all I can think about this entire time is Yoda back in high school during the High Republic and Yaddle was his girlfriend and he's walking through the halls and all the other young Jedi are like, Yoda and Yaddle sitting in a tree. When I think of Yoda in his 20s, I think of him in a backwards hat, long hair, and just <laughs> guitar, smoking weed. He stayed back in high school for three straight years. I'm not taking the stupid class. <laughs> they should do something well, like they did with Teenage Root, but do oh, yeah. Teenage Yoda. That would be cool. <laughs> that would which, be cool. Which we'll Dang get. We'll, we'll probably get that with the child in season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. That's it depends true. on <laughs> if The Mandalorian does a time jump, or is it going to like start right up after. Episode eight. That is, that is a very good question. Depending how big the time gap is. Well, it. What was it? Six years after Return of the Jedi. Just about. So they have enough time to play with a lot of stuff with Mandalorian. Mm Mm-hmm. And all right, so there is something I do want to mention because there's a lot of confusion with people. Sure. Everyone thinks that Moff Gideon was a part of the Siege of Mandalore. He could have been. But what people are forgetting is Maul had the Darksaber in, until Rebels. Then Sabine had it. Correct. And then whoever else had it after that. Um, Moff Gideon had to have got it after Star Wars Rebels. Because, well... There's no ifs, ands, or buts that he didn't get it. But it's not the Siege of Mandalore during the Clone Wars where he gets it. It's after the Empire's a thing. Or yep. When the Empire goes after Mandalore. Yeah, which would be when which would be when they tried to liberate Mandalore. That's probably when Moff Gideon went. Yeah, Mandalore, yeah. So there was probably a second Siege of Mandalore. There's a lot of sieges of the same planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Coruscant had a siege on it how many times? Even going back... Too, too to many old... times. I mean, it's just like... It's like, come on, folks. What's going on here? Um, but, I mean, yeah. I, I think that we're going to get some answers with that, definitely. And I think um, the Darksaber... I mean, I saw the new Hasbro one that was at New York uh, Toy Fair there. Um, that that is interesting. That is very interesting that they're hitting that, and of course the Darth Revan uh, uh, Black Series saber there. The, 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 I mean, yeah, there's there's no way that they're not gonna put Darth Revan in. Yeah, it's not the old Republic, but if they put if they put Darth Revan or even Revan in the High Republic series. It's going to make a lot of people happy. because a lot of people... Black series that just came out. I mean, come on. Yeah. There's... It's pretty obvious. 
There's no way that Revan is not going to be used in some form. Did you look at Jedi Revan's robes and then the robes that the individuals were wearing in the High Republic? They all look really similar. They all look similar. <laughs> and it's well played. It is well played. What if, because there's a Jedi that they talk about that's like in the Outer Rim that kind of guards like the other planets. What if that's Revan? Mm, could be Revan. Very well could be. Maybe. I, and what about the space Vikings that they talked about? I think that's a really cool idea. I love the idea of space Vikings. I would love that. I need Mark Hamill to voice one of the space Vikings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or In, like, be, the audiobook? Or be one of the space Vikings. In the movie? Yes. Oh. There is a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing, my friends. Because they're doing that. Like, you don't necessarily need to show his face that it's Mark Hamill, but, like... Oh, you, could do motion, you, should do, you could do motion capture. Yeah, yeah that's true. Capture, yeah. Very good point. Very good point. It looks like some of them also had some masks on, too, so... Yeah, like, temp, the, like the Temple Guard masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but from so. what I've read, it... It seems like they're breaking up the Jedi ranks into, like, houses, kind of like Game of Thrones in a way, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that, and there's going to be a main Wookiee Jedi that we're going to be following, too. That's going to be cool. He's going to be like the Neville Longbottom. Okay. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> I can already see that happening. Oh my goodness. I I can't wait, guys. I mean, you know, we've been out of the podcasting realm here for a little bit and uh, you know, we, we're on to episode 37 here and of the podcast and it, it's so great coming back talking about this stuff because so much has happened since we last chatted on the podcast. And uh, it's really cool to come back and now be like, oh, my goodness, look at all this stuff. We were always wondering when we were doing our journey to Episode 9, the Rise of Skywalker stuff, what were we going to see immediately following the release on December 18th, 19th, however you want to line that up? Um, What what, what were we going to see out of that? And this is what we finally got couldn't be any happier. Uh, guys, any final thoughts on any of the topics that we discussed here? Uh, Star Wars is not dead like other people were saying. I love saying that at the end of every episode because it's so fucking true. Star Wars is back. Hell yeah. It's Hell not yeah. back. It's a lie. What? Why? A lie. Why do you do this, Andrew? Every time. Because I want you to get as angry as I do seeing all these stupid Star Wars purists saying that no, Disney I'm ruined Star Wars. And I'm not even talking about that. Star Wars is dead and Clone Wars isn't the same. I mean, what is it? this is a Christopher Lee and garlic bread appreciation Did someone hack your Facebook no, he literally just sent me a GIF, folks, or, or I, a meme here. I, I sent it to the Brick City group chat. I know, and Sean probably just saw it, too. Is it because he was once a vampire and he can't eat garlic bread? Yes. Okay, all right, that makes yeah. sense. He wasn't just once a vampire, he is a vampire. <laughs> Even where, God rest his soul, wherever he is, he's a vampire still. Yep. I, I like mean, the, 
The dude has a fucking metal album when he was 90. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Garlic, Garlic Bread did not have a, a, re- a metal album when it was 90. No. There should be a metal band called Garlic Bread. <laughs> that, that will be our metal band. Oh my goodness gracious. Sean, you have just... Can we, it, can, we, can we just rename the podcast the Garlic Bread Podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Brick City Garlic Bread oh, Podcast. Such a garlic bread blockade. Oh, no. This is just, as usual, off the rails. Time to reel everybody back in here for our favorite segment at the end of every podcast that we do. It's all your favorite segment because you stopped getting picked Oh, up. stop it. It's true. Um, <laughs> it's a little thing we like to call, gentlemen. Not plug time. I, what is this again? I, I don't remember doing this. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. Do I could count on you. Always watching you, Mike Wazowski. Always watching. Uh, it's a little right. thing to call. Uh, Calm down. Uh, uh, plug, plug time. Plug time. Uh, plug time. Plug time. Here at the Brick City Block. Plug time. Okay, we did it. Plug time. <laughs> Sean, how about you kick us off? What time is it? Plug time, for God fucking sake. <laughs> Sean. Where can the good people find you across social media? You guys cannot follow me on Facebook. Okay, you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Sean Michelle One. Uh, Instagram at Zozeb. Um, what else? Uh, music Bandcamp and all that. Bandcamp and uh, whatever. I don't know what I said. But this is stupid shit. <laughs> Andrew, where can the good people find you on social media? And not. Uh, all- Right, Sean's a fantastic plug time right there. That was fantastic. Well, you can find me on Twitter at agarish1, uh, YouTube at Commander Nerd, uh, Facebook, Andrew Merton Garish. Follow the page for Words of the Wills, which will be up. We'll be coming back soon, just getting things situated. Probably we'll be back after my Disney trip. You can also find me at Disney from March 23rd to the 28th, so if you see me... Say hi. We could build a lightsaber together. Who knows? We could have he's, a lightsaber he's, tool. He's going to be wearing Mickey, Mouse, Mickey Mouse's ears, okay? Just to let you know. No, I'm going to bring Mickey Mouse's severed head with my lightsaber. Isn't that the same thing? Sure. <laughs> I think we Robin? lost uh, Robin. I'm recovering. I'm recovering. Oh. <laughs> um, you guys can follow me over on Twitter. At Mr. Vote Tweets, you can also find Andrew Garish uh, delivering some fresh hot garlic bread to the gravestone of Mr. Christopher Lee. Uh, I know he will truly appreciate that. Um, you guys can also follow me on Instagram at the official vote. Hey, over at www.brickcityblockade.com. New format coming over there for you guys for a bunch of different kind of content. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the website over there. And most importantly, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify. SoundCloud, all those great podcasting formats and listening apps that you can find us at. T Public to rock the network and also Starlight Children's Foundation, bringing smiles to kids' faces across this country every cent at a time. Make sure to go over there and check that out. Gentlemen, welcome back here, 2020. We're here back on the Brick City Blockade and we're super excited about it. But it's not a podcast until we say this. We'll be with you. We'll be with you. (laughs) And remember, 
Eat garlic bread a day, keeps the vampire away. Ooh. Ooh, that's a nice little touch. I mean, it could also give you a really bad breath, too. Eh. Whoever... That, could, that could be why it keeps the vampire away. Bye! Goodbye. <laughs>